Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is America's Sports Voice. KMOX. Sports Open Line at Graybar Sports Open Line continuing right here on KMOX. We are broadcasting from the T.R. Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter. We're very happy to welcome on to the program. He is the Cardinals beat writer for uh, stlsportspage.com. You follow him on Twitter at Rob Rains. It's Rob Rains. Hey, Rob, how are you? I'm good, man. Thank you. It's good that you got that Twitter handle. (laughs) (laughs) Glad, yeah, lucky it was available. Uh, What's jumped out to you in your time? You've been uh, covering the Cardinals here for the last uh, few weeks. Is there any one or two big storylines for you that's really hit you? It's going to come as a shock, but I think you have to start with Jordan Walker. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think, you know, we all came into camp expecting him to play well. I mean, you never know. I mean, I kind of think back to a year ago when we thought Nolan Gorman was going to play well, and he didn't. He really struggled in that first uh, first major league spring training camp and obviously ended up not starting the season with the club because of it. Uh, and so you wondered if Jordan would kind of go through the same things, especially being only you know 20 years old and no games above double A. But he's come in here and played every bit as well as he could possibly have played. So, so I would say you start with that, even though it's not great shock. Mason Wynn has had a really good spring as well. Uh, not as much pressure, I don't think, on him because I don't think there's any chance that, you know, barring an injury, that he would make that jump to to the big league club. But I would say that the two, you know, top prospects in this organization have, have performed as well as you would want your two top prospects to play. I would think from a Cardinal standpoint, they don't want Walker to be a guy that goes up and down, that once he gets to the big leagues, he's here. So is there pressure? He's performing at a really high level. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'll continue to do this the rest of spring. Is there some internal pressure for the Cardinals to have a confidence level that he's going to be able to sustain yeah. this if the, he breaks camp? The, yeah, I think that's the question. You, know, yeah. you don't you don't want him to go up there and you know not play well. You don't want him to go up there and not play. I mean, he makes the ball club out of spring training. He's going to play. Uh, and you, like you said, yeah, you don't. I mean, there's there's a long list of players, you know, great players in the history of the game who have started at the big league level and then had to had to go back to the minor leagues for some some retraining or whatever, you know, reworking on things. That, and it's happened to a lot of guys, so it would not be unusual for it to happen to to him as well. But you don't want that to happen if you have a choice. So, um, and you also don't want him to make the club by default. I mean, you don't want him mean, to take somebody's spot only because somebody's hurt or something like that. So, you know, the the fact is, you know, O'Neill, Carlson, and, and Newbar, even though you know O'Neill and Newbar aren't here now are obviously guys that they have a lot of confidence in, all three of those guys, to play at the big league level. So it's not going to be an easy decision. Yeah, I don't think. I think there are going to be a lot of really tough decisions. Ali talked today about the bullpen and the kind of decisions they're going to have to make out there, and I think you know that's that's going to be tough too. So 
you know, perfect world scenario, it would be probably easier for the Cardinals to have him Walker start in Memphis, have him play well for a month or two down there, and then bring him up, you know, kind of like they did with Gorman a year ago. But I think he's played his way beyond that at this point, unless, as I say, the next two weeks just, just kind of fall apart. Yeah, it, it really feels like at this point he has to play his way out of a job, where a week ago we were talking about him playing his way into a job. I, I definitely think that's the case. And, I, and again, I mean, he's taking advantage of the opportunities because you got two guys who aren't here in O'Neill and Newpar, and you've got Dylan Carlson who's been compromised a little bit because of a, a sore arm, so he's been limited to some DH duties, and he's supposed to get back in the field the next couple of days, so um, he needs to get out there and, and play well. So, yeah, you got to credit Walker for what he's done. I mean, and I think, you know, you want to reward young players too. I mean, you don't want you don't want young players to feel like, they, you know, what What do I have to do to make the ball club? You know, if you go out and hit 400 in the spring, hit you know, three home runs, play well, every aspect of the game, and you don't make the club, that, what kind of message does that send to the other young players? So it does kind of put the, the management of the club in a little bit of a quandary as far as you got to make the right decision, but you also want to reward performance. You know, we always talked about performance matters, and, you know, a lot of times, and if he's one of your 13 best players, he needs to be on the club. That's what I think. I'm not trying to speak for anybody else, but I think it – feels like if he's going to make the team if 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 the regular season were to start tomorrow it'd be him and left o'neill and center and newt bar and right but that being said we just saw dylan carlson hit home runs and back-to-back games doing it from the left side which is which is notable as well oliver marmels talks so much about competition and it feels like maybe carlson is starting to feel that a little bit and he's coming through and I think you also have to remember that the advantage that the Cardinals and now every National League club has that didn't have a couple of years ago is the having the DH. So you could rotate, you know, that fourth outfielder and still find plenty of at-bats for, for those guys. It's going to take at-bats away from somebody else, obviously, who might be a, a DH candidate. But I think, you know, there would be enough playing time to keep all those guys happy. And that's, again, assuming that there there aren't any injuries, which over the course of a season we always know some, some things are going to happen that you hadn't planned on or that, you know, aren't in the best interest of all the players involved. We're pre-recording this conversation. Just moments ago, we got out of Oliver Marmel's office after the game against Team Nicaragua. He was asked about Paul DeYoung, and he was pretty blunt in saying that DeYoung did not have a very good day. And the numbers for DeYoung so far are not good. I mean, so much was made about what he did in the offseason here. We have not yet seen it really come through outside of that home run he hit. We haven't really seen it come through. They're in a quandary with him too. Yeah, you know they owe him a lot of money for this season. Now, obviously, the, the, he's out. You know, the options to kick in after this season, so that's not really the the issue. But uh, you know, the, there's two issues. One is if he's not hitting, does do you justify keeping him as a just as a backup shortstop without knowing that the offense is going to struggle when he has struggled the last two or three years? It's not like this is a newfound problem. You know, he's not hit well for for a couple of years. Um, so that's number one. But then number two is. Are you comfortable having Brendan Donovan as your backup shortstop if that's the only in backup infielder that you carry? And shortstop is, you know, he can play it, but it's not his best position. If there's, they don't have another natural shortstop on the roster. So that, that's going to be a, a question that's going to have to answer as well. It's You look at everything that's going on and you try to figure out, okay, what means something and what doesn't? Because a lot of stuff out here doesn't mean a thing, Mm -hmm. but some stuff does. They play Nolan Gorman at third the other day. All of a sudden it feels like, okay, well, maybe that's an answer for when Nolan Arnato needs a day off. Are they confident with – has Mason Wynn done enough that they think that maybe he gets to the big leagues this year? So Brendan Donovan being an answer at shortstop is a a short-term sort of thing. You just – you look at it all and you try to figure out what the answer is. To to me, I I mean – 
And I'll say this. I mean, I've covered Paul DeYoung a long time. I like him. He's a good guy, a good player. I wish him nothing but the best. I mean, I hope he finds it. hope he gets it going. But and sometimes, you know, when things don't change, you just have to try something else. Yeah. You know, and may, with me, in his case, it might even be a, a fresh start somewhere else. You know, it's a, we saw it with Matt Carpenter, you know, a year ago. You know, they've got the Yankees and has tremendous success that I don't think anybody predicted him to have after the way things ended in St. Louis. So maybe that could happen again with Paul DeYoung. I don't know. But I say this. I would be confident enough carrying – Donovan as my backup shortstop if he only needed to play, you know, once a week there or, or, you know, once every 10 days or whatever. Knowing that, if you have Mason Wynn playing every day in Memphis, something happens to Tommy Edmond that he's going to be out for a significant period of time, then you can bring Mason Wynn up and play short on a daily basis. It's a pretty cool time for Cardinals fans when you think about the youth that's coming up. Walker could be here on opening day. Mason Wynn's a lot closer than I think any of us thought when spring training opened. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tinkins has been so much fun to watch. Gordon Graceffo got beat up pretty good his last time out, but obviously he has a bright future. There's so many guys who are going to be what you would expect to be the core of this team not that far down the road. No, I I really like their farms. I really like those top-end prospects. Now, they may not have kind of the, the... depth of some of the prospects deeper down in the system. They've they're got some really young guys that are a little farther away, but the top five or six prospects in this organization are close. They're close to be knocking on the door, and they're not only going to play in the big leagues. I mean, if everything is that you've seen from them in the minor leagues, everything you've seen in the spring plays out, they're going to play and play well at the major league level. Rob Raines, STL Sports Page, continuing to uh, join us. The backup catcher position, this became a story earlier in the week. Coming into camp, I think a lot of people assume that of course, Andrew Kisner is going to be the guy. And we find out it's not a for sure thing and that uh, Tris Pereira has done a, a really nice job and he's opened up some eyes in the organization. It, it almost feels like maybe Barrera is ahead of Kisner at this point if you just kind of read between the lines of what's being said. Well, again, you're going on with the fact that you saw Kisner play a year ago and really didn't do much offensively, you know, and it, his reputation coming up through the organization always that he was offense-oriented catcher. I mean, offense first was his his calling card, and if he's not hitting, you know, again, is there something else that they can get who's probably a better catch-and-throw kind of guy? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm like you. I just kind of rocked, knocked that uh, that question out of the box when we started spring training i figured you know kisner's gonna be the backup catcher barrera will go to memphis work with herrera and be a you know valuable backup down there and you know to help if you need him in the depth position but uh yeah i always made it clear that that is not necessarily a given that kisner's going to win that job it's you know it's gonna be a battle to watch the next couple of weeks kisner played a lot last year because of all the yachty stuff and the injuries and him being away from the team and just everything that happened uh but generally speaking Yachty played more than any other catcher out there. That's not going to be that way with Wilson Contreras. So now that backup catcher job, it's the job description has changed where now you're looking at 40-plus starts a year for sure. And you need some offense out of that yeah. position. I mean, that's what the, the Cardinals had, you know, one of the worst offenses out of the catcher's position, even with Yachty a year ago. So that was definitely what they were looking to upgrade with Contreras, but I don't think you can count just on Contreras to, to be that guy. Uh, the rules changes. This is the first time we've gotten the chance to talk to you this, so far in spring. What Most people make a big deal of the pitch clock. For me, it's actually the non-shift. I think we're seeing a lot more balls get out to the uh, outfield, you know, balls up the middle. 
What's what's jumped yeah. out at you? I think the pitch clock has been the biggest change so far in spring training because we're seeing it all every day, all yeah. time. I think the shifting will come more as we get into the regular season because I don't know that you necessarily see as many shifts or the kind of shifts that you would see in the regular season during spring training. You know, when they adjust based on what the count is. You know, if it's mm-hmm. two balls, he's here. If he's two strikes, he's there. I don't think you see a lot of that in spring training. You also see a lot of guys that switch out. You know, you don't get the starters playing more than a couple, three at bats, so you're not going to double switch or. or uh, shift against a lot of the younger players, you know, coming up through the system. So I, I'm not ready to j- pass judgment on the shift rule yet because I haven't really seen it enough during the regular season. I do like the pitch clock. And I think especially it's kind of one of those rules that the, the pitchers who have spent more time in the minor leagues the last couple of years are more familiar with it and, and have used it in the past. So the adjustment's going to have to come from the guys that have, have been in the big leagues for a long time. But I think as they do it, they're going to they're gonna like it. When we saw the game today, against Nicaragua that they did not use the pitch clock, so the WC is not using those rules, and it did make a difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, the game was, you know, what, 30 extra minutes longer. Yeah, there was a point in the game today where one of the Team Nicaragua players stepped out of the box and took kind of a, a half lap or whatever, and it was at that moment that you realized these are the moments that we don't need, that baseball is doing a pretty good job of eliminating. I, I think when you when you watch a game with the pitch clock, I don't really think you notice yeah. how much time it's saving. You just, you know, it just you, you kind of forget about what some of those things were between pitches and hitters stepping out and things like that. But then you look at the, up at the end of the game, and it's been a two-and-a-half-hour game, and you realize that, yeah, you've saved 30 minutes. It will be interesting once the regular season gets started to see, because there's going to be replay challenges. Mm-hmm. That's going to take some time. And pitching changes in the middle yeah, of innings right. will, take, will take time, too. So, you know, we're seeing a half-hour taken off right now. Is that going to go to 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 25 minutes? It's just going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I would, I would guess somewhere between 15 and 20, if I had to guess right now. It won't be, it won't be 30 minutes, I don't think, on an average. I mean, some games will be faster than others. Some, you know, lower-scoring games, you know, don't walk a lot of hitters. You know, those games will be faster. But by and large, I think every game will be faster, and that's what baseball wanted. STLSportsPage.com. I know you're writing a whole lot. Uh, just go through kind of what people can find uh, at the website. Well, try to do daily uh, postcards uh, from camp, what I call it, which is just basically a recap of every game. And then uh, uh, we do a little video report as well if people want their highlights that way in, in a real short format. And then some more longer form in, in-depth features. Did one a couple of days ago on Daniel Nicholson, the new assistant hitting coach from Denmark. So uh, just try to look for the, those kind of stories as much as we can. He is Rob Raines, at Rob Raines on Twitter. Cardinals beat Rob stlsportspage.com. Rob, thanks for the time. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. We will take a break, and we've got more coming up. In fact, uh, audio from uh, Oliver Marmel. That's on the way next. This is Sports Open Line, a gray bar sports open line from the TR Hughes Homes Broadcast Center in Jupiter on KMOX. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.